What is up, ladies and gentlemen? This is We Too Deep, and this is another episode of the Slapping Me Wrestling Podcast. Bonus episode for y'all. No one knew this was coming. I didn't know this was coming until earlier this morning, to be honest with you. Um, so I try to stay out of wrestling news sort of drama. Because it's stupid. 90% of the wrestling news that gets posted on these sort of websites, uh, these sort of like dirt sheet sites, um, there's nothing really of importance on them. And so I don't read them. Like, it's not like I'm going to go to like CNN or Fox News or something. There's like, if I go to those websites, you know, I don't necessarily like the lean either of those websites take. But at least there's like important news there, right? Where, you know, that may have to do with me personally whereas i go to like a wrestling news site and and there's nothing even about like the current product it's it's things it's silly things like former wrestler says him and some duty wrestled 10 years ago are no longer friends or something like that. like stupid shit right 90 percent of wrestling news isn't actually newsworthy and so i just sort of stay away from it and because of that like um and, and really what happened was last june when i sort of got removed and kicked out of the tiktok uh community of creators um sort of by by force uh in that whole situation that i've already explained like i sort of just took a back seat and said you know what i, d- I don't really want to be a part of this community if, if all voices aren't able to be heard everyone's repeating the same shit and and so i'm gonna stick to this podcast and 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 we'll do that um but it's come to my attention that that and i'm gonna do this little rant i'm not trying to make it as long i'm, I'm trying to make it as short as possible it's not really you know 30 minute rant worthy but you know me i like to go on these <laughs> these uh rabbit trails so who knows how long this will be um but there's it's come to my attention uh, something that it's not necessarily newsworthy but it is something that i want to talk about in the regards of how people are reacting to this maxine dupree video that got released of a fan at a house show um sort of like screaming oh you suck you suck i've never actually seen the video I don't necessarily care enough, but because I don't care about the video, I care about the reaction. I care about the 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 conversation around the video, right? Because I have I do have an opinion on this, and 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 I will address that in a minute. But where it really comes that so so I think there's from what I've seen, which isn't a lot, but from what I've seen, there's like three segments of uh, or three sort of positions that have been taken the first is 
the typical IWC response of you've never been in the ring, so you can't critique, just go and, and, and watch the show. You can't critique how someone is in the ring. The second is the um, more moderate sort of, you know, yeah, Maxine's not the best in the ring, but maybe he went too far. Um, and then the third is is what I what I typically see in, in a more casual crowd response of, well, we pay our money to go watch a wrestling show. Um, we expect the best, and because we pay our money, we we deserve, we get the right to to react how we want to. And I'll be honest, of the three, right, of those three responses. I hate the IWC response of you can't critique anyone who's been in the ring. If you've never been in the ring, I hate that response. But the one that I hate more, the one that I hate even more than that is this more casual response of, well, I'm a fan. I paid my hard earned money. I can, I can act however I want as a fan. No, no, you can't right No, You can't like, there's there's a difference because because and what tends to happen is they tend to justify this by trying to say oh it's a sport and oh when I go to a football game I can boo my team um, and and this that and the other um, because I paid my hard money I can react how I want and 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 that's that's just not that's just not the case in wrestling because it's not a sport, right? And then they'll, maybe they'll try to spit in and be like, well, it's like a live performance, right? Comedy or, you know, improv or some sort of like live performance where, you know, you get that feedback and you have to respond to the feed. No, no, this isn't a comedy show. Wrestling isn't comedy, right? Especially when it comes to Maxine Dupree. Like I could see it if it was like Roman Reigns went out there and had a shitty night. Yeah, boo him, right? Um, but it's like, like, and I think what happens is, and I think why I hate the casual response more than I hate the IWC response is the IWC response is at least, um, it's it's consistent across the board, but it's also sort of informed, right? I can sort of respect the well, I've never been in the ring before, so I don't know how hard it is, so I'm not going to critique think is i mean i've used that before when i used to work restaurants and and you know people complain all the time like if you've never worked fast food i don't think you have the right to complain about fast food i just don't right about why you know if you've never stepped foot in a fast food kitchen right and understood what goes on and how that how how the fast food world works right you know, with with the the constant pressure from from the corporate office to reach a certain a speed of service, right? I don't know if y'all know this, but most fast food restaurant speed of service goals are like from the minute you get to that box where you put your order to the minute you get your food is three and a half minutes. That's the goal from corporate. Now, when it gets above that, people get fired, right? And so, why do they rush you at the box? Because they got a goal they got to reach, right? Um, why is some food sometimes sitting, you know, why do they cook in mad? Because they got a goal they got to reach right now that that's not excusable for bad service. It's not excusable for cold food or old food that could get you sick. There's, you know, there's 
qualifications. They got to pass there. But, you know, if you go through the drive through, you know, they're trying to get you in and out in three and a half minutes for most most companies. Right. And if you've net right. And so that's a lot of pressure for someone who actually used to like I did it for five years, worked kitchens and for, for fast food. Right. For someone who has to meet that goal, why why do we. Uh, you know, in the fast food industry, why do they sort of try to get you in and out as soon as possible? Because they got goals, right? They got a goal they got to meet. So, so you know, we're not here to sit and talk to you about your life story at the at the window. Get your food and go, right? And it seems cold, but it's that's that's the industry, right? And, and, and oh, how, how come they mess up my food sometimes? Well, I'm gonna be honest. Like, is it is it reasonable to complain? You know, now, right? Absolutely. But to come in and 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 act like all fast food workers do is screw up on purpose. No, a lot of times it's either rung in wrong because you ordered it wrong or it's rung in wrong because we're, you know, the person, you know, running the register, putting in the food, like putting in the orders, you know, has 18 different things you're doing at one time. Maybe they clicked the wrong button. You know, maybe it was read wrong by the by the cook who's doing eight orders at one time. Right. Like, like there's a system there. And until you actually know that system, I don't think it's fair to, and I'm not necessarily saying you have to work fast. Like I personally believe this is just a personal belief to me that every, (laughs) this is just, it's crazy, but every American citizen to me should have to work fast food at least for six months. Um, to, in order, if if you want to complain, work six months at, at a restaurant and then you can complain all you want. Right. Because here's what here's what happened. You work six months at a fast food place. You'll never complain about fast food again. Never. I did five years. I don't like complaining. I don't. I just if. if right. I always joke around like uh, if they mess up my order, that that's a sign that God is telling me that that's not like I, I'm not even kidding. There was one time I I don't even remember the restaurant I was at. I ordered like a chicken sandwich with a large fry, a large drink. And I ended up getting a salad in return. Like didn't even check the bag. Uh, didn't like I got it and pulled off and I got home and it was a salad, not the chicken sandwich. And I was like, eh, well, I guess I'm eating a salad today. Right. And it, I don't know. I just, I feel, and so I can sort of respect that ideology coming from the wrestling world. Oh, you've never stepped foot in the ring. Therefore, you can't critique. Uh, I don't agree necessarily with it. I, I think in a way, yes. Like, I'm never going to sit here and be like, um, you suck. I don't think that's fair, right? And, and we'll get to Maxine Dupree in particular here in a minute. But I don't think I'll never tell a wrestler they suck. Um. Now I will say, oh, you you did some botch. I I think where I disagree with with their ideology is like they don't believe that you should call out botches. I do. Um, now, right, and so I can sort of respect this far IWC response of well, you can't critique anyone because if you've never stepped in the ring. I my favorite of the three responses is the more moderate. Like, yeah, she 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 struggles in the ring. There's there's room for improvement there, but the dude went too far. And the one that I hate the most is actually the casual response of, well, I paid my money 
I can act however I want here because it's my, no, that's not, that's not how it works. That's not how it works anyway in any industry, right? Again, in the fast food industry, right? If I buy food, right? And I, and I pay a restaurant to eat at their restaurant, just because you pay your money to be there, you still got to act accordingly to the rules of the facility, right? There's unwritten rules about how to act in a restaurant, right? If, if I go to an NFL game, just because you paid your money does not mean that you get to be belligerent and, and, you know, flash, flash fans and run onto the field. Like, like there's rules to it, right? If you go to a wrestling event, you're paying your money to be a part of the event, abiding by the unwritten rules of wrestling events, right? You cheer, you boo, and I'm not even going to be as strict as I typically am. Boo them. Like, if you don't like them, boo them, sure. But that doesn't give you the free will, the free ability, the right to sit there and 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 throw shots at a person that you're paying to see. Like, like you're li- they're literally putting on a show for you, right? Like, we all sit and laugh. Like, they want to compare it to comedy, but let's compare it to comedy. Right. I saw a, a, a clip. I forgot what comedian was on TikTok where someone walked out of his show and basically made a big scene about, oh, uh, that's not funny. It's not something you should joke about. Blah, blah, blah. Like big, big Karen energy and walked out of the show and, and bitched the entire way out of the show. Right. And and and, and he posts that clip and the, 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 the response that should be having is, well, that's a bad audience member. Right. His his joke was funny. She didn't understand the rules of the show she was at. Right. When you go to a comedy show, you got to understand you sit front row, you get made fun of. Right. You, you go to a comedy show, you're probably going to hear some offensive material. Right. And when you pay your money, you're agreeing to abide by those rules. Same thing with the wrestling show. When you pay your money, you're agreeing to abide. Like WWE has now done a lot of indie. Uh, I know AEW does it. And I know a lot of indie shows are even doing it now where before the show starts, the lights will go down. Um, and there's like a video that plays with the announcement, something similar of like, uh, WWE, uh, thanks you for coming to our show. Please abide by these rules. You know, you know, if you see something suspicious reported, you know, no, you know, no throwing of items at the wrestlers or at anyone in the crowd, you know, you, you know, you know, cheer and boo, but you know, anything that has to do with race, religion, sexual orientation and all that shit won't be, you know, you can get kicked out for that. Right. And then, and, and so, so WWE even has rules to what can be said, right? When you buy your ticket, you're agreeing to live by the, 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 and to act in accordance to the rules of the facility and the, the company that you're paying to watch, right? That's just how business is especially in wrestling right and i don't believe anyone has the right to tell another worker you suck let's let's get it into specifics when it comes to maxine dupree because i think people are sort of siding with this fan because i'll be honest maxine i'm not going to say she sucks maxine dupree struggles in ring Right. And, and so the, the casual response, and, I, and I'm only responding to this because it is the casual fan saying this. If this was the IWC saying this, I don't really give a fuck what they say. But but I'm in this community. And what I tend to 
think is that if if the casual like because I'm a part of the casual community, I think I I think it's my job to not only educate fans but also to like like I'm part of this community. If everyone thinks casual fans think she I I don't think she sucks. And I th- I think there's a more logical approach to this, and so I want to uh, casual fans hear me out. I'm not critiquing you. And and this isn't to anyone in particular. This is just sort of like the the magic. The, 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 this is sort of the the sort of majority of responses that I've seen. And and, and from what I've seen, the the typical response of this casual movement and situations, this one included, and situations like this has always sort of been this response. And so it's the response, not necessarily the person or the community that I'm critiquing. Um. So let's talk about Maxine Dupree, though, because I think everyone, again, because they're casual and I can't hold them to having a knowledge base that they don't know. Um, but I think a lot of a lot of this response comes out of a place of ignorance. Right, because the response is, well, there's already a developmental system in NXT and and um, she skipped that line, this, that and, and, and they don't actually have knowledge of who Maxine Dupree is. Because Maxine Dupree was in NXT for quite a while, just not as a wrestler, right? Just not as a wrestler. Let's go back in time about a year, two years. How long has she has been on the main roster for a while now? Let's go back in time several years ago. Her name wasn't Maxine Dupree. Her name was Sophia Cromwell, Cromwell when she first debuted. Um, Sophia Cromwell, right? Um, and she, she was, she was a valet. That's literally all she was. She was a valet. Now I need you to understand Maxine Dupree. She's 26 years old, right? There's, there's plenty of time. This isn't like she's, you know, not learn like like, like I, Rhea Ripley said about she's learning on the job and I'm going to get to that in a minute but Sophia Cromwell was when she came in and that was in 2021 she was part of the Las Vegas uh tryouts during SummerSlam that week that that right um she came in as a valet for Von Wagner right her and Robert Stone worked together Right. If you watch NXT, you would know this. Right. And within a year, she gets moved up as Maxine Dupree to work alongside the the now L.A. Knight was Max Dupree as the maximum male models valet. Literally there just to be a valet because she's gorgeous. Can't really necessarily wrestle. Right. She wasn't right. But she was in the performance center. She right. And, and just speaking of the performance center, you, uh, I think people, and, and this is what I've been saying for what feels like forever about NXT. WWE execs do not view NXT anymore as strictly developmental, where we only put people here who need to develop. This is why Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows gets sent down. This is why Corbin gets sent down. This is why, you know, you you put on your main cast of characters, right? But, but, but listen to me. 
I've been saying this, but no one seems to be listening. The developmental part of WWE happens at the performance center, right? So when they bring in these next in line NIL athletes, they don't just they don't develop on NXT TV. They do the developmental at the performance center off TV. Right? You don't make it to NXT TV unless you're ready. Right? The NXT is not for practice. And this is what the, the casual response is is NXT's developmental. You know, if you want to send her down to practice, did, no, 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 no. NXT's not practice. NXT's were the where NXT's its own brand now. It's not developmental. And this is what I've been trying to convey. This is the message that I've NXT does is not seen by WWE anymore as the place where we send our developmental talent for six months before we move them up. No, that's not what it is anymore. It's its own entity. It's its own brand. It's it's the third show. It's right. Developmental happens at the performance center. And I and, and I don't mean to be like facetious when I say this, but every WWE employee has access to the performance center. So so this idea that she needs to get sent to NXT. No, she's she's done her run there as a valet. She's on the main roster, if we want to call it that. Right. She's on Raw. She she started as a valet with Maximum Man Models, transitioned, got very popular with Otis and, and, and Alpha Academy and all of that. Got very popular. And in doing so, they tried this experiment. I need to, I need to again, I need to preface this. She was not in NXT to wrestle. She did zero wrestling in NXT in the year that she was there. Zero wrestling. She got to the main roster with maximum male models. Zero wrestling. Entire job was to be the valet. Now we can argue WWE, should you have made her wrestle? My opinion of that is no. Not yet. Like if you wanted her to wrestle, like don't just throw her in a match. Right. But my assumption would be that along the way, if they knew this was where they wanted to go and they wanted to test this experiment, that she was in the performance center. And this is why I've always pushed for Tony Khan and AEW to build a something similar to the performance center. Because. She's on TV on Mondays with Raw, right? What, and she's not on TV again till the next Raw. So what do you do? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Hey, Maxine. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We need you at the Performance Center. It's that simple. If w, That's where WWE should put her. Hey, we're going to have you on Raw on Monday. The rest of the week, we need you in Orlando at the Performance Center. And then we're going to put you on the road on Saturday. And you're going to go do the house shows. Because then the, the, the casual response is, well, you know, we pay our hard-earned money to go to these house shows. And we're, it, it, I, I, need, I need to speak on this. You're not, go, if you go to a house show, please, I mean, maybe you'll get Cody Rhodes. Maybe you'll get Drew McIntyre. But don't expect, like, the top of the top. The house shows are exactly what they are used for. They are practice for future stories. If you've never been to a WWE live house show, not a Raw, not a SmackDown, 
just a house show. That is exact. That's where they throw ideas and, and get people to build chemistry. It's where Maxine Dupree and Valhalla can fight to, to before they put it on TV. So that's exactly what it is. It is practice. The, the, the Saturday night, Sunday night shows are exactly that. They are practice. Maxine doesn't need to go to the down to NXT. There's no place for her there. There's no place for her there. What she does need is to not wrestle on Monday Night Raw, to wrestle at these house shows to get the practice, and then to to do, to spend Tuesday through uh, Friday at the Performance Center gaining reps in the ring, or WWE can, can make the decision to say, hey, Maxine, we tried this experiment. We don't think it's necessarily working right now. We're going to put it on halt until we can train you better. We're just going to have you be a valet on TV. But there's nothing wrong with her going at a house show and, and putting on a match. That's where she gets her reps. Because as much as you want her, you know, as much as she can do the idea of going to the performance center until she's in front of a live crowd, the practice, like that is practice for her. Right. And so she shouldn't be wrestling on Mondays, but there's no nothing wrong with her wrestling on a Saturday night house show because that's the only other place for her to wrestle. Putting her on NXT does her no benefit unless she's right. Put her in the performance center four days a week. Put her on a house show on Saturday, and then she's a valet on on Monday. Right? We don't need to make these drastic changes, right? And for anyone saying that, oh, we, there's no reason. Like Taria's come to her defense. I think Becky's come to her defense. A lot of the women have come to her defense, and I'm going to come to her defense. There's no reason for any fan in the world to tell a wrestler that she sucks. There's just no reason for that. Did he, the, the, right? There's just no reason for that. Unless the character, like, like if Roman Reigns walked by and we're like, oh, you suck. Well, yeah, because that's the character. John Cena comes out, we scream, John Cena sucks, because that's the, that's what you do, right? But when you, this felt more personal. This felt like a guy who didn't like Maxine. Does she struggle in the ring? Sure. How is she going to learn unless she does these house shows? Because putting her on NXT on Tuesdays in front of a live crowd where she still can't, that, that doesn't help her. Again, you got to draw the, the logic of your conclusion to the furthest extent, right? And I feel like anytime there's someone who struggles on, on Raw or SmackDown, the casual response is, we don't like them, send them to NXT. And, and, and that... There's no room there. There's no room on NXT. There is no room on NXT's roster right now. There's just no room for them. When you, when, when I re, I'm going to read out, especially in the women's roster, since we're going to make this specific to Maxine, I'm going to read out the current NXT women's roster for you. And you tell me where Maxine fits. We got, we got Adriana Rizzo. Ariana Grace, Blair Davenport, uh, Brinley Reese, um, Cora Jade, Danny Palmer, uh, Fallon Henley, Gigi Dolan, Izzy Dime, uh, 
JC Jane, Jada Parker, Jakara Jackson, Jasmine Nix, which is the new person with JC Jane, uh, Carmen Petrovic, Kalani Jordan, Kiana James, Lash Legend, Lola Vice, Lyra Valkyria, Nikita, who I think is hurt again, so she's not really here anymore, Roxanne, uh, Sol Ruka's coming back, Thea Hale, Tatum Paxley. Now tell me where does tell me where where does she fit? Where does she fit? Where does she fit? Uh, where does Maxine fit in that roster? Same place she is on the Raw roster, the very bottom. There's no story for her to fit in. Unless you want to move her to chase you with the same sort of gimmick. But even then, like chase you has its own story. I just, there's no place for her. And you ruin the momentum of everybody else. And I didn't even mention people like Kaya Saint and, uh, I think it's Carly Bright, like who just got there, who just signed, and they're basically just being used as background characters right now. There's no room in that women's division for Maxine Dupree to go to NXT. Right? Because it's not just plug and play. Right? There's a reason NXT, and I've seen this grow and grow and grow more popular. There's the sentiment that NXT is the best two hour program. Like the best two hours of wrestling during the week is NXT. I've seen this sentiment grow out of fans on, on Twitter, right? If you actually sat down and, and, and watched on Tuesdays, which I highly recommend, if you actually sat down and watched, NXT is the greatest two-hour show of the week. It's the greatest two hours of the entire wrestling week. You know, Raw has a good hour, hour and a half, but a lot of it is filler. SmackDown, you know, outside of the Bloodline and Cody right now, what else is really going on? Right, but but, but when, when you tune in on, you know, if you watch AEW, I'm not a fair judge of it, but I don't necessarily think Dynamite, you know, that's their top show, and it's not really anything you know, impressive rampage and collision are, you know, dead in the water should probably be canceled. Right. And so, but you tune on to, you turn on Tuesdays and you get a consistent two hour show that is consistently week in and week out the best programming of wrestling. Is it a little cartoonish? Is it a little childish? Is there, yeah, but, but that's what makes it fun. The gimmicks and the and the matches are pretty good and, and, and their storytelling and Shawn Michaels is running a ship down there and it's consistent. It's it's literally plug and play with 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 the stories, right? So we're gonna tell this story here with with Trick and Dragonoff, and we're gonna we're gonna add Tony here, right? And it works and they make it work and it's consistent, consistently good week in and week out. You can't just put in Maxine Dupree down there 
and make it work. There's no story for it. The men, it's a little easier, especially like the tag team division, like they just did with Gallows and Anderson with the Good Brothers. It's very easy to do it with them because the tag division doesn't really, you know, it's it's growing, but, but you know, you got Stax and, and D'Angelo, but I feel like they're moving in a different direction. You're, you know, you broke up Trick and Mellow. Your champions right now are Braun and Corbin, which are only going to last so long. You got Chase U, which is probably your top actual tag team. Uh, Malik Blade and uh, Idra Sanofe, anytime they try to, to go anywhere, they, 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 they lose a, a match they probably should win, right? So there really isn't a tag division right now in NXT. It's probably their weakest division, but it's still pretty strong. I mean, Fraser and Axiom are pretty good. You got four or five decent teams down there. So you plug in the good brothers to sort of round out the 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 division, and it's fine. The the North American title picture, you know, it's that's Oba's division. I don't see anyone beating him anytime soon. You know, you got Dragonov and, and Mello and Trick at the top and, and now Tony D at the top. And those are really your top four guys. And, and so you don't really need any more added to that division. And then you get the heritage cup, which right now, you know, that's sort of like metaphors thing, even though Charlie Dempsey just won it. Right. And then you just added Sean Spears and Lexus King. And, and, and so the men's division is getting kind of full for those titles, but there's more titles to fight for, right? If NXT had like a secondary women's championship, then maybe you could throw Maxine down there and, and, and try to grow her. But the women on NXT right now only have one thing to fight for. And there's, if you ask me right now, I'm going to go back up this roster and, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to name all the names of wrestlers. I believe could could, could technically have decent runs based on the character they have at the NXT Women's Champion. Thea Hale, Sol Ruka, Roxanne Perez. Um, uh, Lyra, of course, is already champion. Lola Vice. I think they've built the hell out of Lash Legend right now to where I think even she could pro- possibly hold this. Kiana James, Kalani Jordan. Um, they're building Carmen Petrovic, uh, sl- surely but slowly, uh, I think she's a future champion in, in the in the future. Um, Jada Parker, J.C. Jane, uh, Fallon Henley, right? That's what eight or nine. Um, Blair Davenport, right? So you have like eight or nine women theoretically who are battling and could be champion based on their athletic ability. Uh, and I don't even see Cora Jade on that roster. I don't think so, but she could technically be it. I think Roxanne just sort of walked out. I think she's about to get called out. That's going to move, you know, a, a space free, but there's still, there's still like seven women fighting for one championship. And Maxine getting thrown in there to be forgotten about like NXT is not developmental. Developmental happens in the performance center. That's the entire point that I'm trying to make here. That's the entire point that I'm making here, right? And so, like, I, I, I don't think casual fans truly understand the point of NXT. NXT is not to develop stars. I, like, it's to develop new stars, the future. But once you get to Raw... 
or SmackDown, if you if you get called down to NXT, that's not where you're right. And and I don't think it's anything wrong with saying let Maxine learn on the job. Have her be a valet on Monday. Have her be a valet on Monday. Learn on the job. Like I, again, in my major point that really just annoys me is that people just sort of think that she skips NXT. No, she spent a year there as Sophia Cromwell as a valet. They trained her in the art of being a valet. And I'm sure she maybe got in the ring in the performance center during the week, but she never wrestled that I can remember. She never wrestled a single match ever until last year. Right. And so can we just give her a little bit of, of, of breathing room before we sit here and allow people to, to call, call, call her like say that she sucks and she's terrible and she can we can we not let her grow like in most industries i'm gonna go back to what i know you know in fast food you get hired you don't get developmental right you you, you're learning on the job in most jobs you're learning on the job you're training on the job in live action right i just i just started uh a new job, same industry that I've been in, in, in self-storage, but a new company. And like my first day there, it wasn't like, Hey, we're going to, we're going to not put you on the front line. No customers came in. I had to follow their policy. I'm learning on the job. Right. I, I, I in fact, I think that gr- makes you grow faster. Right. And, and, and again, people want to compare this to like the NFL and, Okay, well, you get drafted, whether you're a first-round, seventh-round, undrafted, you get on that practice field for the first time. You're on the job training, right? You play that first preseason game, right, where the starters that are already going to be locked on the team, they're not playing all but maybe two drives in that first preseason game. So it's the undrafted guys, the fifth-round picks, the sixth-round picks, right, who may not make the team. You're playing most of that game, and if – you're on the job training from day one, right? Every industry is on the job training. Why can't, why can't Maxine do on the job training, right? Where she's a valet on Monday and, and Tuesday through Friday, she's at the performance center. I don't think it's that hard for fans to understand that that's, that's literally all that needs to happen. But with that, that's my rant on Maxine. Um, hope y'all enjoyed this bonus episode this week. Um, I just had to get that off my chest because it, it it bothers me when people sit here and critique these wrestlers who are, you know, perf- performing for you. If you're going to complain, at least complain logically, have a logical basis. But I don't think there's a. And there, there I guess I'll say one more thing. There tends to be like that. I can respect the IWC because a lot of their opinions may be stupid but at least they have a, a knowledge of what they're talking about for the most part, right? When it, when it, when a lot of times when I hear casual fans speak, they're talking out of the side of their mouth with zero knowledge of what they're talking about. And, and so it comes off ignorant and it comes off uneducated, right? And, and so there's like this, this thing going around of, you know, like, why can't you just Google? And I've been saying that it takes three seconds to Google, right? It takes three seconds to Google. 
who someone is, right? The, the, the sort of typical response to, oh, you're casual, you think you don't know how to use Google type thing, right? I just, I mean, the, the IWC has a reason to say that because a lot of times casual wrestling fans, they come off sounding dumb and uneducated. Well, I don't have the time. Dude, it takes 30 seconds to Google who Maxine Dupree is. I literally Googled while talking to you. It took 10 seconds to, for me to Google when she entered the company. Right. I already knew she was Sophia Cromwell from, from watching the show. But when she entered the company, like literally just searched Maxine Dupree, clicked on her Wikipedia page, got all the information I needed in 10 seconds and told it to you. It's not that hard. And so if you're going to complain about something, at least complain, educate it. But a lot of these complaints from casual fans, they come off uneducated and, and ignorant to what to, to what's actually happening. And so they form these opinions without understanding what they're forming opinions about. And, and, and that may hurt some people's feelings, but, th but that's the way I see it. Like it takes 30 seconds to Google who Maxine Dupree is and you'll realize, Oh, she's already been in NXT. So having this opinion that sending her back, sending her back down, is not going to benefit her. It's the same thing that I have with Omos sending her back down right now when NXT is the best it's ever been. With storylines, you can't just plug and play these, these these new people in these stories if you're going to have to practice with them. Let them practice at the house shows because that's what house shows are meant for. House shows aren't meant to be Monday Night Raw or, or Friday Night SmackDown. House shows are meant to be four or five matches where like the first three are like your mid card guys who are just there to get to get just there to put on a show because they. Right. And maybe they, they show the, the, the producers that they could get on TV or, you know, uh, uh, then a main event match that's just two crowd favorites. And, and, but a lot of it is just pa pairing people together to get chemistry to practice for Raw and SmackDown. That's literally all these house shows are. And it comes off ignorant if you believe anything different. Right. You're never going to see Roman Reigns at a house show in the middle of, of, of October, right? You may see him towards mania season. He may show up, but Roman's not going to sit. I mean, he's not right. Cody may drew may. Right. But, but this is where Cedric Alexander performs. This is where, you know, the bottom sort of mid card guys get on and get their shine. Ricochet is going to do a match at, at a house show. And they're going to be fun, entertaining matches. And maybe you get Rhea Ripley once a week or once a month at a house show. But, you know, don't expect Rhea Ripley versus, you know, if Rhea Ripley's in a match, it's to build towards her next opponent, right? That's literally what house shows have been built for. That's what they're designed to do is it's the same card on Saturday each week for a month to build towards the, the, the PLE so that you have, you have, chemistry when you enter the ring at the ple all house shows are for our practice that's what they are and so with that maxine keep doing your thing boo keep doing your thing she's one of the most over people right when she jumps onto the scene 
right onto the screen. She's over. She's over with the fans, the people back. Do your thing, boo. Don't let the haters hate. And, and don't let the haters hate get to you. They're going to hate no matter what. Do your thing. I I, I want to say, look, Rhea, Becky, anyone else who's taken up for her, I appreciate it. As a fan, I appreciate it. Because I would hope that if I was an employee and, and I'm getting unjustly critiqued by, by somebody, that I would have coworkers that would stand up for me and say, nah, man, just let them hate. Y'all, y'all don't deserve to do, you know, Maxine does not deserve to be put through that. Right. And you could say, oh, it's, you know, this is the most 2024 take ever. No, no, no. At, at some point, we got to stop living like the 90s were acceptable. 90s wrestling was not how how 90s wrestling fans treated the, the how 70s and 80s and 90s wrestling fans treated the performers was not acceptable throwing chairs and spitting and calling them. That's not acceptable behavior for any normal human being to, to do. We could, they're performing for us. We should at least respect them for putting their bodies on the line. Right. Maxine, I'm not even like Maxine Dupree could literally go be a model for any major modeling agency and make millions of dollars doing it. But instead, she's putting her body on the line for people who are going to say she's... Is she the best in the ring? No. But that doesn't give anybody the right to say she's bad at her job. She's literally only wrestled in matches for six months you weren't the best at your job six months in it took time she's a good valet and on the occasion she gets in the ring she does a good job for the most part is she the best absolutely not but can we can we not say the same thing? And this may hurt some other fans' feelings, but I don't necessarily think Liv Morgan's the greatest thing in the ring. But no one seems to want to send her back to NXT. I just don't. I don't get this. I don't get. I don't get that reasoning. She didn't skip over NXT, man. She was there. Thirty second Google search would have told you that. So uh, my hatred's not at necessarily, it, it's more at the response. It's more at the response of, of casual fan. We got to do better. If we're, if we're, and this is why I say fandom is a spectrum, right? If you're going to live under a rock, here's what I say. Live under that rock, live peacefully under that rock, but don't come out the, don't poke your head out of the rock and try to try to put your opinion into something. And then it just be completely ignorant to, because you, you live under a rock. If you're going to voice your opinion, get up out from under that rock that you're living under, get educated about it, and then speak. Because if you don't do that, you come off ignorant and you ruin it for the whole community. Casual fans. It's okay to, it's okay to be casual and not care about the ins and outs like the, the marks. 
and still be educated, right? It's not an excuse anymore to say, well, I'm a casual fan. I don't know what's going on. No, no, no. 30 seconds, dude. 30 seconds to Google search it. Y'all do it for any. If I were to tell you that Wendy's just released a new product, you would search Wendy's new product. And be right. Why can't you do the same thing for wrestling? I, I just don't get it. I don't. Someone explain it to me. Thank y'all for watching. I didn't mean to make I didn't mean to make this 40 something minutes, but I hope you guys appreciate it. Bonus episode for you. Uh and uh before we leave, go to junkyardmediagroup.com. Um if you see this QR code in the bottom. Uh still haven't figured out how to do this. Uh the the bottom corner right there. Um scan that. The link's also in the description. Um and uh, that will take you to the WWE shop through our link here for from the Slapping Me Wrestling podcast. Uh, help us get uh, some support by by buying your merch from that link. Um, you know, it is WrestleMania season. You know, there may be some good discounts. I haven't really paid attention to to their shop all that much, um, to be honest. Um, but you know, go get your belts. Um, go get your your t shirts. Your you know, you got a, a son or daughter whose birthday is coming up. Go buy them a gift. You got a family member who wants some new, from some new T-shirt. Go buy from that link. Support the, me and Wavy D here. And speaking of Wavy D, when he's back on with us on Tuesday, we're going to have a very, very interesting episode of Sapping Me Rest of the Podcast on Tuesday. We're going to to take. We're going to do questions and Thirsty Tuesday, like always. But the rest of the show prior to that is going to be me playing in context this 10-minute rant from Junkyard James that he made last night on Beyond the Junkyard. I'm going to take that 10-minute clip. I'm going to play it in full. And then me and Wavy D are going to to respond to it. And that's, that's going to be the episode. Um, it may not be the most entertaining episode, um, but it is going to be... Yeah, I think we can make it entertaining. I think I think the rant that he made does need responding to. Um, and this is the best way to do it. I don't think he could add anything new to the conversation. He he basically explained everything. Um, and, and so that's coming up on Tuesday. Again, junkyardmediagroup.com. Go listen to Beyond the Junkyard podcast as well. And uh, with that, I'll see you guys on Tuesday. Um, with me and Wavy D here. Um, and until then, y'all, y'all have a great rest of your week and weekend, and uh, I'll see y'all on Tuesday. Brother, I'm going on a wild hog holding. If I like get some moment, I'll make sure it's an explosion. Cause lately I've been No.